Here we are again. This is KWAD Radio, and this is Patty Holtrian, and we are at Phoenix Comic Con, as we will be all weekend, and we're up to it again. And we had the great pleasure of talking to James Owen. He is an old friend of ours from Leprechaun, a few years past, and I haven't seen you in a couple of years. I know I saw you at Capricorn, so oh, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, we're, briefly, we're briefly in the hall, yeah. It's a day, you. Yeah. So, but we haven't you know, been able to talk, and uh, a lot of things are going on between, you know, with, with everything, what you're going through, things that you've been doing, and I have to tell you, you are the most liked author artist out there. <laughs> okay. They consider you to be one of the most pleasant people to work with. What do you, what do you have to say about that? You know, um, I... I I, I'm immensely flattered if that's if that's the opinion going around. But you uh, you go out there and you do your work and you find the things that you love to do. And and part of my philosophy about life in general is I'm here for two things: to be happy and to help other people. And anything that I'm going to do in my life and my work or my personal life is inevitably going to fall under one of those two categories. And I'm a big believer in the old uh, motivational speaker Zig Ziglar's quote, that you can get everything in life that you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. And if you do that, if that's your practice, then I think people are going to like you. So, not not a bad thing. Yeah. And that's how you get the reputation that you do. <laughs> Which is good, you know, that, that helps. And of course, other people talk about you because they see what you do. Uh, lately, you've been working on a lot of really great motivational type of, of books, and some that you've done for Kickstarter. Um, is, is, I, I've been listening to some of your speeches. Really great motivation, especially for kids. I know how much you like kill, you know, children programs and how important you think they are. What have you been, what have, you been working on with them? Well, the... Um the Motivational Talks, uh, it's turned into a series of three books, and the first one is Drawing Out the Dragons, that I've done for several years now at Phoenix Comic Con. Um, I may, may be the only headlining inspirational speaker at a comic convention in the country, uh, but that started because of the, uh, the illustrated fantasy novels, and I'd get sent to do signings and asked to talk at schools, and at the schools, I didn't want to talk about fantasy novels. That's the reason I was there, but I decided that uh, if I have the attention of 800 middle schoolers for an hour, I wasn't going to use that time talking about you know, my fantasy novels, trying to sell books. I was going to spend that time trying to explain to the kids the things that I think are most important to share with people, that, that people matter, that how you treat people matters, and that you can make choices starting very young about doing what you love for your job. And that developed into Drawing Out the Dragons, and now an entire trilogy called The Meditations. And that's become a bigger and bigger focus of what I do. I know you started young with your, you know, and it's kind of interesting when you were, I think, 10? When six. You, six? Goldilocks and the Three Bears plus Santa Claus <laughs> by Jamie Owen, age six, yeah. But I know that when you're 10, that you were pushing your mom that you said, you know, you definitely wanted to do something, and you were going to do it no matter what. Yeah. Well, I, I think I spent uh, most of my fifth grade school year in Good Samaritan Hospital 
So I was one of those kids that started doing something creative because we're stuck in bed all the time with nothing to do but read. And um, I decided I wanted to become a comic book artist. So I was only 13 when I started sending portfolios to publishers and saying, here I am, I'm your great new discovery. Uh, you can start me anytime you want on Justice League, but if you have to start me slow on something like Batman, that's okay. And they'd send back rejection letters, mostly saying, you're a little too young. But I, I learned how to engage people at that professional level when I was very, very young and learned how I needed to refine my work and how to present it. So starting young, I, I think, is important. I think you were a young adult then. You know, even though you were too young to be a young adult, but you were already an adult inside of a small body. I was a, a young adult or a young troublemaker, if you ask some of those editors. Um, but that was, that was part of it. When you're, when you're sick as a kid, you learn a lot of lessons that make you grow up faster. And uh, my parents had split up when I was only six. And I have a journal entry from age six that said I'm the man of the house now. I have to take care of things. You, you pretty much do. And uh, the interesting twist on that is I grew up sooner, but what gives me the most joy now is the things I loved since I was a kid. I have the same Teen Titans poster on my wall that I had when I was a teenager. Only now those creators that I admired are the friends of mine that I go to dinner with. So. Yes, and we saw somebody that you talked to just recently today on ElfQuest. Oh, uh, Wendy Peeney was a huge influence of mine, and they're actually in the Drawing Out the Dragon story, because what they did with ElfQuest was something I wanted to emulate, and I told them as much. I was 14 when I met Richard and said, I'm going to do what you did. Uh, I was on a panel today with Terry Brooks, and Terry was hugely formative for me, and... Uh, you know, everything comes full circle. There you go. And, of course, we're not just talking about art, but we're talking about your writing. Oh, yes. Yes. Which we haven't gotten on yet. <laughs> yeah, Terry was a big influence, but I know, also know Ray Bradbury was a big influence for you. Oh, very, very much so. Ray, um, Ray was a huge influence in having joy in your work and enjoying what you do. Um, there's a Jonathan Carroll quote where he talks about um, how art, artistic people and creative people you know, agonize over the empty page and the typewriter and what they're going to write next. And he said, you know what, anyone who agonizes for a living is not a genius. Anyone who agonizes for a living is an idiot. And I try really hard not to do that. So I learned from Ray how to be joyful about your work. And from Terry, I learned how to shape a career by creating these big sweeping stories people got pulled into and how to treat your fans. And Terry is one of the nicest people on earth. Yeah, that's, that's definitely true, and as uh, I always enjoyed you know, reading him. Um, but I think Ray Bradbury, you and I have that in common, uh, that he was our influence when we were young, and somebody who we emulate. And, and I saw him very young, and then I started writing too. Uh, so you, you never know uh, where you're gonna, who you're gonna meet in your life. Sure. So uh, other than those two people, is there anybody else that really motivated you to be who you are? Um, in terms of, of fiction, in terms of um, my writing, I, I absorb just about everything. Uh, in terms of my art, it came from my family. I, I grew up in a family of artists. My mother painted, my uncle painted uh, Native American kachina dancers. So my first drawings were of these human-like people with animal heads and beads and feathers and 
becoming a fantasy artist was kind of natural after that. And then my, um, his father, my, my maternal grandfather, was one of those people that treated everyone the same, whether they were the guy digging the ditches out front or the governor. And I learned from him, you know, how you treat people is going to shape the course of your life. So that's, those are really cool things to take away from your family as well as from other people who you've met throughout your life. Oh, yeah. So tell us what's, what's coming up next. Uh, what's coming up next is the uh, all three of the meditations books are coming out this calendar year. So Drawing Out the Dragons is out, Barbizon Diaries is in June, and then The Grand Design that has everything awesome about how to live an extraordinary life is out in September. The last of the Imaginarium Geographica books, The First Dragon, is out in November. And then next spring, um, my new series, a series of illustrated novels called Fool's Hollow, begins. Fool's Hollow. And that's my new, my new big project. So you've worked on this, or you've just been kind of, you know, rough drafting? Uh, Fool's Hollow is the revised version as novels of my Starchild comic book series. And I've, I've never been able to finish the story as comics, but now I'm taking 20 years of experience as writer and illustrator and retelling my first big story as novels. You know, kind of funny that we're talking about Cherry Brooks, and he kind of did the same thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, he had full circle. I mean, he didn't know he was doing it even. And were you knowing that you, that, that was a plan, grand plan? I was plan? Uh, He talked about it, and when I realized he was connecting everything up, I thought, okay, that's, that's pretty brilliant. Uh, Isaac Asimov did the same thing with his robots and foundation books, and he tied them together. And it, you know, I don't know if he planned that, but it turned into this great big, huge tapestry that was Somewhere just awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Subconsciously, I think that we work on things, and it, it does go in a full circle. And, and then when you when it happens, you go, Yeah, I, I, I made that happen all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, that's that's what makes you look smart. Is when accidental things happen that are really cool, and you just you just yeah, stay cool. So yeah, yeah, this was part of the plan. <laughs> so I'm talking about a couple years down the road, and you're going to be with the same publisher for this set. Yes, uh, Shadow Mountain is the one doing the uh, Meditations books and Fool's Hollow, and there's a middle grade uh, five book collaboration I'm going to be doing with Kevin J. Anderson, which is probably going to follow that. So. I'm going to be with them a while. Well, that's cool. That means you know, some grand plan that you keep on going, keep on going, which we love your work. Well, thank you. So you take the time to talk to each person that comes up, and you do your own little dragons yeah, on each one. So it, it's something that gives you, it's real keepsake then. You know? yeah. That's just an autograph. Um, you know, the fact that I can do the sketches and people love it, I, I don't mind. I, I've been asked at signings, you know, it, people would say it took you another 90 minutes to do all those drawings and I said well if I'm not there doing the drawings that means I go earlier to the hotel and sit there and watch bad TV and it didn't help your experience any it didn't help me any but I got to draw for you and the book is more valuable to you because of that and it took 90 minutes to do it for everybody in line so why not why not and and that's who would be complaining the bookstore owner who would be complaining? The bookstore owner? I have never heard a bookstore owner complain at all. <laughs> because <laughs> That'd be crazy. 
And they want to buy hardcovers because there's a drawing in the book. Yeah. So yeah. even better. Yeah, I mean, here they are spending, you know, $35, $40, you know, for a hardcover book, and you just made it even more special, yeah. you know. That's not something you're going to find in, you know, uh, uh, used, used book racks. Uh, no, not not too often. No. I have I have kept every single one of Terry Brooks' books. Even though I lost the house, even when I moved several times, I've kept my heart covers at, at seriously. He autographed every one of them. And I said, those things that are autographed, I never get rid of. I feel the same way. If my studio ever caught fire, I would go after the books that Ray Bradbury sent me as gifts. Yeah. Those oh would God. be the things I'd never be able to replace. I know. Uh, that, that, that's so cool. <laughs> and, of course, we lost Ray recently. Yep. And by the way, at Leprechaun, we had him as a ghost guest of honor. And he says hi. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice to know he's still thinking of me. <laughs> you got to have fun, you know. And, you know, he would like it, too. I, I think he would. I, I think I think he probably is paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming. And like I said, I've been make, making it short because you know that people like to listen to things that are short. Sure. Uh, also, don't want to take too much time because you know you got your family there, and you you, you know you have a lot of things going on there in your booth. And uh, and I really appreciate the time you give me. Oh, I'm really happy you asked. Uh, you know, pleasure pleasure always to talk to you. Thank you. You're welcome. This is KWOD Radio, and this is Patty Holster, and signing out.